It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor, 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up in this episode, we have news on Russell Westbrook. It was official. It was announced about a minute ago, or as of the recording of this podcast, it was announced about a minute ago that Russell Westbrook will, in fact, not play against the Los Angeles Clippers tonight. So if you were looking forward to seeing Russ, you were going to stay in, or you were making plans to go out with your boys and hang out and watch the game, Dennis Schroeder is going to start for the Oklahoma City Thunder, not Russell Westbrook. But chances are, by the time you're listening to this podcast and by the time we got it published, you already knew that. So what does that mean for the Oklahoma City Thunder and what does it mean for Russell Westbrook? Well, we will tell you coming up in segment number one because you're going to get an opportunity to hear from the folks at the jump who are going to discuss Russell Westbrook's situation and that'll be Woj. Byron Scott, former Oklahoma City Hornets coach, and Rachel Nichols. We will also hear in segment number one from Billy Donovan as we'll revisit Billy talking about Russ's stint through rehab and what exactly he is going through and how Russ is going to get better here over the next few days or few weeks. And I'll tell you when I would like to see Russ back. I said it yesterday, but I'll reiterate it today. In segment number two, we'll have a follow-up from yesterday's podcast where Paul George said that he wanted to be a Los Angeles Laker. Had the trade to Oklahoma City not happened, he would have been in L.A. And now Max Kellerman is saying that Paul George is ultimately going to regret this. So I will let you hear some of Max Kellerman's comments. If you hadn't heard them, and then I'll dispute pretty much 90% of everything that Max Kellerman had to say. There was one thing that Max Kellerman did say, and he's not the first to say it, that I may actually agree with. But we'll let you hear that in segment two. I don't want to give it all away now. And then in segment number three, we'll wrap things up by hearing from Carmelo Anthony, who had some nice things to say about his time in Oklahoma City in a recent interview. And if you have any questions about whether or not Mello actually likes Oklahoma City, this will clear all those up. My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and News Radio 1000 KTOK. I've been covering the Thunder for almost six years. Sunday night when the Kings are in town, that starts my sixth year of actually covering the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I've enjoyed Every minute of it, it's been an absolute blast to cover this team. I am a Thunder fan, if you can't tell when listening to this podcast. So a lot of times, I don't. I I, I try and be an object. I try and be an objective observer, but a lot of times I let my flan my fan flag fly as well. 
So, and I usually pre prompt you when that's going to happen. And uh, what else do you need to know? Oh, yes, if you like what you hear, if you're digging the podcast, then please go to lockedonthunder.com because we have every single podcast archived. And we've got audio and video from players. Plus, go to LockedOnSports.com, the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Russell Westbrook not going to play tonight versus the Los Angeles Clippers. Even though four hours ago, Royce Young tweeted out some video of Russell Westbrook going through an intense workout. And Doc Rivers had his sources saying that Russell Westbrook was going to play. All signs seem to be pointing towards Russell Westbrook playing in this game against the Clippers tonight, but it's not to be. I'm not disappointed in this. I don't think Rush should come back until Oklahoma City takes on the Boston Celtics, and that is one more game into the season, and I believe that's next Thursday night. I got to get my day straight because I honestly thought the Thunder played last night, and what's sad is I, I looked right at the schedule, and it said Friday, and in my head it was Thursday, and I think I've been saying it for two days. I just figured the NBA season started, so you might as well go ahead and have one-off night before you play again. So not getting the Clippers on a second of a back-to-back tonight, but I don't think that's that big a deal. And with the way the Thunders did play, or way the Thunder did play against the Golden State Warriors, I am expecting them to play just as good, if not a little bit better, against the Clippers tonight because you will have had. 48 hours to look at film, work on some things, clean some things up, and I expect the chemistry between Schroeder and Adams to just be that much better, Paul George to have a better night starting off. Anyway, back to Russell Westbrook because that's what we were talking about to begin the segment. If you give him another day off, let him him go through the rehab process as much as he possibly can, and even when Russ feels better, Still use caution, because we all know when Russ tells the Thunder he feels like playing, if he's cleared, he's going to play. And with more on that, let's hear from the guys at the jump and the girl, Rachel Nichols. This is ESPN on Russ's status. Us going through a workout, the Thunder waiting to see how he responds. Could he play tonight? What are you hearing? Well, the Thunder are giving Russ, you know, he worked, like, as we see there, he worked out this morning, and they're giving him the afternoon to see if he might want to make his debut tonight against the Clippers. Uh, But there has been optimism, hope that he would feel well enough and ready to come back Sunday in Oklahoma City's home opener. But Russell has come back from serious injuries before. He knows his body. This is a player, you know, who has gone through this process. And when he tells Oklahoma City, you know, once he's cleared, I feel ready to do it, then that's when he'll play. There's no there's certainly nobody's looking to rush him back. Right. I mean, Byron, you know, as a player, you kind of always want to get back out right, there, right. right? So how do you balance what you want to do versus what may be good long term? Like Will said, he knows his body better than anybody. And, we, and we've witnessed him being able to come back from injuries a lot quicker than most human beings are right. able to come back. But I think at this point in time in his career, the one thing he has to think about is Russ first. You mm-hmm. know, he has to really just kind of say, listen, I know I'm ready, but a, a few more days wouldn't hurt me, you know, to kind of get a little bit more rest and let his body get acclimated to the way he's feeling. Even after a workout like he had yesterday, it's still one of those things that you wake up the next day and you say, you know what, I feel really good, but let's give it a couple more days. I think he has to really kind of, take a step back and not rush into it, even though we know he's probably ready mentally as well as physically. Mm-hmm. You know what? A couple of more days wouldn't hurt. And I'm not expecting a seamless transition when Russell Westbrook comes back. I think it's amazing how 
great Dennis Schroeder has fit into that role of the starting point guard, and the offense has moved so fluidly through him, at least throughout the preseason. And yeah, there were some bumps in game number one, but that's to be expected because in game number one, everybody's going to play intense. So this has been five, six games into the season, and Russell Westbrook's out. One, the transition wouldn't have been as smooth, and two, you might have caught a team who was on the second of a back-to-back and not just getting their championship rings and not necessarily your biggest rival in the game to to play against. Because, hey, Golden State, for as much as Oklahoma City likes to make life miserable for Golden State, GSW does the same for OKC. And, and that was just, it was a tough situation for anyone to play in, but the offense looked good. Russell Westbrook coming back, it's going to take the, him a while to get acclimated It's going to take the team a little bit of time to get used to him. It won't be that long. It's just not going to look as flawless. Plus, you're putting Dennis Schroeder back on the bench. And for a guy that's now started, he now has to go back on the bench still with that mindset of trying to impress other teams that he can lead a team, he can start, and he can be their point guard. Going to be some interesting games coming up here, to say the least, for Oklahoma City in the next couple of days. Now, as far as that... Rehab goes, this is Billy Donovan from a couple of practices ago talking about Russ, the rehab stint that he that he's going through and what it's been like for him over the last couple of weeks. So, uh, anything different today in terms of what Russell did? Um, he's doing more and more, like I said, but he's still got to be cleared. Um, and I think after you know every day he'll get reevaluated and figure out how he's feeling and what he's doing. So, you know, we've basically done both things, prepared like he's not playing and have had him prepare like he is playing. So, but really it's got to be him going through uh, all the necessary steps to be cleared. And um, it's hard for me to say that right now just based on the fact of finishing up practice because he's going to need to get evaluated again. When you say you've gone through it both ways, do you mean game plan wise you've you've planned for what you'll do if he's there and what you Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, basically different laps on the floor, different people out there. You you can't, you know, have him in there with every group just because there's a possibility he may not play. So you don't, we don't know. Um, So we'll see what happens and see how he's feeling. But so you have to look at different things rotation wise and you want to be able to work with guys that are going to potentially be on the floor together. Uh, And obviously for us, there's a lot of different scenarios. Is it also how he reacts after what he's done today that you're looking at too? Yeah, I mean, every day it's a constant evaluation. I mean, he's progressing. He's getting better. There's no, there's been no setbacks or anything like that. And like I said, every day he's done a little bit more. But I think they want to evaluate, you know, him after he finishes doing uh, workouts and things like that to see how he's feeling. And then there's obviously consultation with our medical staff, doctor himself. We need to get feedback from him. And it's hard just to get feedback right after a practice just finished to find out. I mean, he felt fine during practice, never took really himself out. Um, he's participating in things, but, you know, he's obviously been out for, you know, four weeks, and it's been uh, progress that he's made uh, every day. And like I said, he keeps doing a little bit more, and there have been no setbacks. So, again, we'll have to evaluate it when he's, when you know, after today, and, you know, probably, you know, when we land in, in um, San Francisco, just to see how he's feeling at that point in time. Did he go through, did, like, if you go through contact, can he do it yet? Did he go through Yeah, I mean, he's today? doing, like I said, a lot of this stuff's controlled situations. He's doing more and more. Um, but, again, I don't have an answer of, of right. when, you know, obviously wouldn't even be talking about this if he couldn't do anything. Right. Um, so he's, been, like I said, been able to do more and more. It's just to a point of, like, how he's feeling and does he feel um, in, in, a, in a place where, you know, he can do it. But... You know, again, like I said, there's a lot of people involved. He's involved, doctors involved, our medical staff's involved, and you know, right now it's 
you know, it's not like he's clear just to go out there. There's a, there's a process he has to go through to get to that point. Billy, if, if he is cleared, say, tomorrow, before he's had a chance to go through a, a full-go practice, are you comfortable putting him out there? Well, I mean, he's he's done, like I said, he's done more and more. He's had the opportunity to do more and more, so it's not like he hasn't uh, at all necessarily played against contact. He's done some, and like I said before, it's been in control, but... You know, I think a lot of it's, um, you know, Russell's a bright and he's a smart guy. He knows his body better than anybody anybody else. So he's going to take back the feedback that he's receiving from these workouts and then go from there. And to that last point that Randy Ritter was making when he was talking with Billy Donovan a few days ago about Russ's situation, Russell Westbrook's actually cleared to play, according to Royce Young. It's just not going to happen tonight. And that's per Thunder spokesperson. And all that's been tweeted out at Locked on Thunder. No Russell Westbrook tonight, but the bottom line is it's sooner rather than later that you will see Russell Westbrook on the floor for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And as we all know, that's never a bad thing. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. So Paul George says that he would have been in L.A. had the Pacers not traded him to Oklahoma City. What's Max Kellerman think of that? We'll let the ESPN personality tell you next right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Sooners will be coming out in just a bit, too, as we get you ready for the TCU game. Locked On Thunder, Locked On Sooners, Locked On Red Sox. Because that team's already in the World Series, much to my chagrin. But they're in the World Series. Locked on Patriots out now if you're just feeling like you want to listen to some stuff about Boston. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network and can be heard at Spotify, Google, Alexa, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, and of course, LockedOnSports.com. And this podcast has its own website, LockedOnThunder.com. Check it out. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day i can't believe we're a game into the season and everybody is still salty about paul george not being in los angeles and in a recent interview with the undefeated george said he would have been in la he wanted to go back home he wanted to be a laker but indiana traded him to oklahoma city which was a ballsy move by sam presti and paul george admired that paul george likes the city paul george likes russell westbrook paul george Likes the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's that guy that shows you that the the organization can actually bring a lot of value. And I I always thought because Oklahoma City did such a great job of taking care of their team that you would eventually get a guy like Paul George. But Max Kellerman, and it should be noted, he's a guy that did radio in Los Angeles for a while and goes back and forth between L.A. and New York for first takes, certainly had a different opinion on whether or not PG should have stayed in Oklahoma City. Paul George will regret this more than the Lakers will regret this going forward. Really? Yeah, look, Westbrook had KD and couldn't get it done. (laughs) And anything Paul George can do, KD can do better. Like, Paul George, if you're going to lose KD, you can hardly do better than replacing him with Paul George, another long, lanky, 
three who can play both ways, the whole thing. But KD's better. So you're, you're taking a lesser version of what you had, which wasn't good enough. Now, here's the other thing. If you have Westbrook and Paul George, I'm not saying you can never win a championship. If you could get another player as good as those two guys to play with them, good luck with that in Oklahoma City. You're not going to have the cap space. And secondly, free agents aren't going to want to go to Oklahoma City. They want to go to big, more glamorous markets. As much as people say, well, that's changed in the league and all this kind of stuff. It's a kind of, you know, with social media, with the proliferation of media generally and transportation even, where you play is not so important. You can be a big star in any yeah. market. Look at LeBron in Cleveland. Sure. So all they really have to do is hope that one of the best players in the league was born in Oklahoma City and really wants to play there or that they draft him and he becomes a superstar. But with Paul George and Westbrook, they're not going to be bad enough to ever have a draft pick like that. It is, for Paul George, a dead-end situation if his point is to win a championship. He'd have had a better shot to do that with the Lakers, and he would have been going home, which was what he says he wanted. Maybe he didn't want the pressure of those things. I will agree with that last statement that Max Kellerman said, that Paul George didn't want the pressure of going home. I'll agree with that. And there is going to be much less, less pressure here in Oklahoma City, and the fans will stand by Paul George's side because after Kevin Durant left and spurned Oklahoma City, Paul George came in to save the day. Well, Sam Presti saved the day, and then Paul George saved the day by re-upping here in Oklahoma City. One thing that Max Kellerman left out, and this was a big hole in his argument, is that just because you might not be the most attractive city or even the most attractive organizations to free agents, and I believe the Thunder should be an attractive organization to free agents, it's just for whatever reason they're not. And I think a lot of it does have to do with Oklahoma City. You still have a general manager like Sam Presti who has proven that he can wheel and deal and that he can figure out a way to get players and make things happen without Oklahoma City de you know, being that free agent destination. And that's something that Max Kellerman has got to take into account, is that, yes, it may, it may not come voluntarily, so to speak. It may come through trade, but there might be another big three here. Plus, you're, sort of dis you're, you're really discounting what Steven Adams is becoming and the pieces that have been put around Paul George and Russell Westbrook right now if you think that this team is not going to be competitive and eventually have their opportunities. Age hurts Oklahoma City more than anything because Paul George and Russell Westbrook are in their late 20s right now and Russell turns 30 this year so how open is that window of opportunity? Salary cap, he's right. He's absolutely right. The salary cap's going to be a major problem for Oklahoma City, but that's what GMs are for, is to try and figure out how to make all this work. And I do believe that if Oklahoma City, and this was proven last year, so everybody who said that the Thunder were cheap can just put that to bed because they were willing to go into the repeater tax. If the Thunder feel like they have a championship team, they are willing to pay. They can't do it long-term the way that the Lakers can. They can't do it long-term the way that a Golden State or a Knicks or a Boston Celtics, but they would be willing to pay. And I don't know that you'll ever see a dynasty here in Oklahoma City where a team rips off four championships in five years or three and four or anything like that. You might see back-to-back, -back, but chances are, and I'm just based on what I've seen and covering the team for five years, is most likely you're going to have that magical season. You get that one, 
And then there's probably going to be some tough decisions made salary-wise, luxury tax-wise, and that may prevent Oklahoma City from being a dynasty. But as a fan base, if you are competitive every year and you win a championship, I don't think anybody's doing too much complaining except a few overzealous fans. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. So does Carmelo Anthony hate Oklahoma City? Um, well, he's going to answer that question, and ultimately, you can't help but like this guy, and you'll hear why next on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listening to Max Kellerman might piss me off a little bit more. I heard that a couple of times today. I think I'm just, I'm not in the mood to argue. But had I been in that room with Max Kellerman, I would have said everything that I just said to you on the podcast. And I think my argument would have held up pretty darn well. I have confidence in myself, but that's just me. Even if I don't know when the Thunder play, I still have that confidence. By the way, you are listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. Locked on Sooners is coming out now as well. All part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And uh, there's all sorts of great Locked On podcasts available at LockedOnSports.com. Carmelo Anthony began his stint with the Houston Rockets the other night. He came off the bench, still ended up playing 27 minutes, and that's something he said that he would not do in Oklahoma City. And if you would like further uh, further confirmation of that, then just go to yesterday's podcast where we pulled out our, the, all the Carmelo Anthony audio from the last year where he was saying that he wouldn't sacrifice a bench roll, etc. But here is Carmelo Anthony talking about his time in Oklahoma City and why it didn't work out and if he has any hard feelings about the way he was treated by the Thunder. I know last year you had your own good experience there. I know you guys thought you had a shot at- Yeah winning and, and doing well. When you look back on that year, how would you describe it? Uh, I think challenging a little bit. You know, of course we had our good times and we had our down times, but for the most part, like, you know, people might think different, but I, I actually had a great time in OKC. You know, just I think being so close with Russ and PG and then all the other guys on the team and the organization was, was very helpful in making that trying to make the transition smoothly. So tell me about that transition, though. How did things go down over the summer after the season? Did you come to them? Did they come to you? No, we. I mean, we exit meetings, we had a real conversation. I had a real conversation with uh, with, with Coach Donovan, and they told me they was looking in another direction, and I, I know how that how the game works. I saw through it, and, uh, you know, it, it was very uh, honest conversation that, I, that I've had with them, and it just didn't work out. I mean, in, in life, things, everything don't work out. So that's the way that I looked at it. it was, I didn't leave with no bad blood. And when you think about Paul, or not Paul George, but when you think about Carmelo Anthony's exit interview, how, when he took, when he sat down at the table in front of all those mics, how long was that after 
he had talked to Sam and Billy Donovan. And was it a right after situation? Because if it was, if that was the case, I could see why Melo let loose. Because at that point, it's like, hey, I know I'm gone. I'm just going to go ahead and speak my mind and will not worry about this. Like he, he knew at that moment more that the Thunder didn't want him then he didn't want to be a part of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And Billy Donovan and Sam Presti let him know that. And Carmelo could just say, all right, I'm on my married way. Here's what I think of this situation. Here's what I like and what I don't like. And I appreciated his honesty and candor. I wish Sam Presti would be a little bit more honest and show some of the candor that Carmelo Anthony does whenever he's speaking. But, you know, wishing one hand, wanting the other. See which one gets full first. And that's just sort of the way, that's just the way that Sam Presti roll, rolls. But ultimately, it was a situation where no one felt it was going to benefit the team for Carmelo Anthony to stay in Oklahoma City. So it made it easier to say that he wouldn't take on a bench role and wouldn't do what Oklahoma City asked him because... They had already made up their mind that they were moving on. That being said, Carmelo Anthony was a class act the entire time he was here in Oklahoma City, and I don't think you will ever hear him badmouth the team, even if he doesn't necessarily agree with any decisions or some decisions that they made. Speaking of Carmelo Anthony, I don't think he looks awkward at all in a Houston Rockets uniform, but he's a guy that can kind of pull off anything. I didn't think he looked awkward in Denver or New York, or here in Oklahoma City. I look at LeBron James, and there's something about that yellow Lakers uniform that just doesn't look right. It's something about the color. Put him in the purple one, I bet it looks great. And that's just the way it is. With some guys, you get so used to seeing them in certain colors. When they're in something a little different, it's like, okay, that's weird. So I'm getting used to seeing LeBron in Lakers stuff. However, he did sort of wear that same color in Cleveland on one of the uniforms, so I don't know why why it looks weird to see him in the gold uniform, but I'm holding out that the purple and the white uniform may look a little bit better. Still think the coolest uniform LeBron ever wore was that Miami Heat uniform. Some great games this weekend, and the Thunder are back home for their season opener on Sunday to take on the Kings, so hopefully we've made this evergreen enough where you'll listen to this right up to that game, and we'll have another pod on Sunday after the Thunder wrap-up with the Kings. My name's Eric G. saying thank you so much for letting us be a part of your day. And on that podcast tomorrow, or on Sunday, we will have audio from both players and coaches as uh, we get ready to uh, go straight into the the Thunder season. So our first post-game podcast at the peak, and um, I'm excited about it. Excited to see this get started. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G saying thank you so much for joining us. Everybody love everybody. And, of course, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 